What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Kind of Different podcast where we talk about innovation. We connect with some absolutely amazing guests and we talk about how we can make dental care more human, all of us together. Um, I'm Matt Allen, CEO and co-founder of Different Kind, and I am super excited to have with us today uh, Jody Evans, who is the founder CEO of Rev Tribes and the amazing work that they are doing uh, in the dental ecosystem. Excited to hear her perspective, uh, have uh, us learn from her experience, and, and really just kind of get to understand how she thinks about uh, these kind of topics as it relates to um, really improving dental care in general. So Jody, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I would love for you to kind of start off just by introducing a little bit more about yourself, giving us a little bit more depth on the very brief intro that I just shared. Okay, very cool. So I just, first of all, I want to say thank you, Matt, for having me on here. And I just want to tell a story really quick. So Matt's amazing. He reached out to me um, on LinkedIn, I think it was, and gave me this awesome uh, album, which is sitting, I don't have a lot of decorations in my office, but I have that sitting up on the shelf underneath because I was like, okay, remember that people see you um, mm. and that sometimes I, I feel like that you sent me something around innovation. You sent me the Beatles album and I was like, I don't know, for me, it almost makes me emotional, but it was just like a way of being seen and, and I don't see myself that way. And so when you mm. sent that, I was like, okay, that's really helped me. So I think you just have a gift for seeing people and lifting people up and, and really taking your culture to the next level. So I admire you so much. And I'm really excited about this podcast that you're doing, but uh, if you haven't interacted with Matt, like you just got to talk to him. It doesn't even matter. Like just call him and just have a conversation. Cause I just think you have so much genius to share and you do it in such an uplifting way. So anyways, thankful for well, you, my friend. Thank, thank you for that. It's very kind of you, but this isn't about me. This is about you. Tell us about Rev Tribes. Tell us about who you are, what you're doing. We want to hear about that. Thank you for those kind words. Though. Yeah, of course. So like, I think the passion for Rev Tribes really is, is, is to help dental tribes win and achieve their goals. And so our biggest mantra is your vision, your way. Uh, we live in a very abundant environment, which we're grateful for. Um, and while that's amazing, it can also create some confusion or this idea of like, if I'm not like somebody else, then I must be failing. And so we want to create an environment where entrepreneurs in the dental space are free to be themselves, create a vision that works for them. So they stay in the game long-term and then build that tribe so they can get where they want to go. I mean, that in a nutshell, it's just like, how do we help you get where you want to go? I love and, it. Uh, yeah. I love it. And there's a lot of like framework to that and whatever, and maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we won't, but if, if we don't, you definitely should reach out to those. You find out about that. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for kind of giving us a little depth there. Let's, let's jump in and let's, you know, since we've already been talking a little bit about it, or you already mentioned innovation in terms of, you know, revolver from the Beatles, one of the most innovative albums of all time. So awesome, by the way. And my, my, uh, my kids' friends think I'm really cool. Just so you know, they came over and I was like, look what I got. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So anyways, yeah, there you go, right? It, it is amazing how cool the Beatles still are. Even, you know, that album came out in, I think, 1966, right? So how many ever years that is later mm -hmm. still makes you really cool if you listen to the Beatles. And <laughs> um, awesome. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about innovation. And I, I think that one of the spaces where I really see Rev Tribes innovating um, is really kind of understanding, uh, you, you tend to talk about it in terms of superpowers, um, but you have some kind of things that I think you're focusing on and things that you're tending to understand about people to start with. 
that that to me is it, it doesn't feel like it should be innovative right it's it's rooted in the like best way of that term right it's radical like from the latin word radix right of of radish right like rooted um and it's, it's really rooted, but I do think a lot of people have forgotten about that, right? A lot of people are living without roots in, in our modern era. And so I think you understanding this in terms of what Rev Tribes does and, and how you think about people first. So can you just tell us in terms of, you know, how you see uh, why that is, is innovative in the dental space? Maybe, maybe you're like, I don't know if that's innovative, but I certainly see it that way. Um, tell us, you know, kind of how you think about that and why you feel like that lays the foundation for everything else that comes after it. Well, it's thank you so much for that question because obviously it's hitting on something I'm passionate about. So the foundation we you know is people, vision, and then systems. And I actually just read a thing from uh, Harvard that talked about how people actually sign up for working for the person and then they understand the vision. So I'm like it does start with people. Um, I don't know if it's innovative, but I think it is kind of a weird way to look at uh, the dental space because you can be not great at people and do pretty good for a little while. Um, so the approach that we take, though, is if you want to go far, uh, you gotta you gotta understand the people component. And so, um, the the thing that hit me isn't there's a there's a couple of places where I've learned that people impact the space. The first one is that um, I have found that people do not want to um, work for the smartest person; they want to be the smartest person in the room. So if you can facilitate an environment where brilliant people can show up and can be seen and heard and can participate, I think it gives you a competitive advantage. And I learned that from being in a call center that was all Spanish speaking and I do not speak Spanish. And my job was to turn it around. And so immediately I'd use that principle of how can I see people and then help them utilize their genius to get where we want to go. And but this comes up in every interaction that you're having with people. And I, I just think that, especially with COVID and everything, the good that came out of that was people started evaluating and saying, what do I genuinely want? And they're looking for leaders that see them mm. and can facilitate an environment that lets them get more of what they want from a place of um, being able to multiply their own genius and collaborate effectively without having to be like super brilliant with people. So we try to simplify that down to a data set mm -hmm. and give people tools to support some of that connection and that ability to be seen. So that's where we start. I absolutely love that. And I feel like, man, that, that there's the word that I'm hearing in, in a lot of that is, is a lot of self-awareness, both from mm -hmm. the perspective of the leader, but also from, the people who are working, you know, in that organization, wherever that might be. Um, and you, you mentioned a couple of tools, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Enneagram and Colby and some of these tools that you do use, because I think that there's so much depth there. And at least from the perspective, I'm, I'm not as familiar with, with Colby, but from the, from the Enneagram perspective, there's this like really long history of, you know, back to monks, right, who were like using this idea of how do we understand who we are so that we can understand each other and so that we can move forward together. So can you just tell us a little bit more about maybe each of those tools and, and kind sure. of how that helps us to understand both ourselves and, and those around us? Yeah, I'd love to. So there's three parts of the mind. You have the cognitive part, which is, you know, your intelligence and your skills. And then you have this effective side, that's your personality. And that can evolve and and definitely morph like what motivates you can shift but that's things like the Meyer-Briggs the Enneagram 
lift and strength finders, things like that. And then you have conative. And so those are the three parts of our mind. That's it. And conative is the Colby. It's how you take action. So what I love about the Colby is it measures one part and it doesn't mix in personality or intelligence. So it's not what you can do and can't do. It just says when you go to solve problems, this is how you take action, free to be yourself. And when you're not free to be yourself and take action in a way that works well for you, it causes mental stress. And so having a neurological um, issues, um, I found that understanding my Colby really helped prevent and keep at bay some of the neurological reactions that I was having before. Um, I really understood how to, to, to accelerate my, my cognitive strengths. So I, you know, I treat everybody like they have a disability um, <laughs> because I'm like, everybody feels mental stress. It just comes up differently. I fall over. So I, I think that I don't care who you are. Um, falling over teaches you things like you'd have to be really stubborn to not learn from that. But I find that everybody's got something that's trying to tell them, Hey, you need to protect your, your cognitive strength, you know, yeah. of, of how you like to solve problems. Yeah. And I like that. I like totally. being able to understand it. Yeah. Well, it's just such an empathetic approach, I think in general. Right. And I think that as we talk about making dental care more human, you know, like with our patients, right. You're talking about that, I think with, with teams and, you know, understanding the people that are around you. And it's just, it's such a profound way, I think, to move out of thinking about ourselves into thinking about others and how are they responding and who, you know, who are they and, and, you know, these certain ways. And I think it's just, is a really, yeah, like it's, it's a self-forgetful way of approaching situations, which I think all good leaders tend to do, right? They tend to say like, what does my team need? What do people around me need instead of what do I need? Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a, okay. So like that's, that is like, yes, I'm a good person. Right. But there's actually this other component of, you know, if you think about the production formula or top line in dental, it's three core customers coming together and getting along really well. And that's your doctors, your staff or your team and the patients. And so understanding the people component actually accelerates the business. Um, So, but I do systems last and that's because it's like the people part is what makes the systems work well. And of course uh, we talk about the superpower of people and process, which is just something that I've evaluated over time. I'm sure there's something out there. I just haven't found it yet, but, but we talk about people and process as like different strains. And when you get to the system side, you have to have both. I like the people side. I have to hire people that, you know, hold people more accountable to the process side. Yep. But it's that, it's that marriage of those two. That's what gets your production up mm-hmm. is being able to understand how the, how the team and the patients and the doctor are going to come together in, in an aligned way. And yeah. there's so much talk about um, retention. Mm. And I'm like, hmm people change. I'm not sure that's as important as alignment. Mm-hmm. I think alignment matters more. Um, and whether that aligns inside your company or you align and you help them find a, a different solution, like I think that's what matters. And that's where, you know, that's where superpowers come in. It's like the power of that's alignment. And then systems work well when teams are aligned. Yeah, totally. So. I think that's more that like, you know, I think we, we see some dysfunction when people tend to talk about their teams as like family and whatever, right? Because you can't fire your family, right? But when you talk about that, like high performing well, team, I mean, I you think- can, but that's just another experience. <laughs> yeah. Done that before. It doesn't, it doesn't go very well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving's not fun for a hot minute. 
for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, to your to your point, I think that like when we look at high performing teams, right, it is about that like alignment and you know whatnot. That hey, you have a lot of people with different skill sets, and, and now now they're aligned and, and able to achieve this ultimate yes. goal, which is providing excellent patient care that hopefully grows the business so that more people can can receive excellent care, right? Um, it's not just about making money, right? It's about, hey, like, let's continue to bring this model to more and more people so that, you know, we all win together. Like you said, you have three, three uh, parts of that system for sure. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, okay. So I think that, you know, some of that, you, you mentioned kind of a few pieces of yourself there and obviously just, you know, even starting off talking about this in terms of why this is innovative, some of that comes back to you, right, as the founder and, and as the person who is, you know, ultimately shaping the vision for this. So I would, I just want to hear a little bit more about you because I think you have a fascinating story and I think you have a lot to share with people who may not know you. Um, but I would love for maybe just you to share something with us that's important to you that you think people don't know about. So like they might not just click on your LinkedIn or, you know, something to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's who Jody is. But something that's important to you that you feel like you're obviously comfortable sharing, but people may not know. Hmm. I don't know. That's a really hard question. I love it. I love that question. That's a really good one. Um, I think for me, I don't know. I think maybe I'm assuming a lot of people know my cataplexy story. I don't know. Um, but I would say aside from that, like I grew up with a very severe um, ADD. Mm-hmm. And um, it was probably one of the best things that happened to me because I began to see intelligence differently. I got medication my senior year of high school. And I went from almost failing out of high school and I was like the quiet ADD kid, but my mind was never like in the classroom and people thought I was smart because I was quiet. So there was a lot of assumptions around that. And, you know, the teacher and I knew what was really going on. Um, And I remember going to my parents and be like, I'm just going to drop out. And they were like, what? And so they got me help and all of a sudden I got medication. And for me, that accelerate like that worked for me really well i got some behavioral uh therapy and then um and then medication and all of a sudden i went from like bottom of my class failing to 4.0 and then 4.0 in college and i was able to like kind of step back and be like everything that we're doing is a game Mm. and intelligence exists differently and in different forms and in different ways. And even never knew I was going to end up in dentistry or where I'm at today. But even at that stage of my life, I was like, I never want anyone to ever feel it's like stupid ever. Like I want everyone to see their genius and Mm -hmm. um, just became obsessed with that. uh, Went into communication and cognitive development and things like that to try to really understand, you know, this, idea that intelligence shows up in different ways and of course there's been i'm old and that was over 20 something years ago there's been so much progress made in this area but that's it it didn't really come from the cataplexy it actually came from being add um, that triggered that passion and then the cataplexy which is actually connected to add um accelerated the platform for me because then you fall over and they're like okay i got to do something about this because otherwise me personally i think the depression would have overcome me Um, and I don't know if I would have kept going. And so I had to see life and, and, and contribution differently. I was like workaholic, you know, and I was like, I can do anything. And that drove me to like total imbalance and then cataplexy where it's like, now I have to do the things that matter most. Mm. And so, yeah, that's, that's maybe what people don't know about me, but that's why I'm 
oddly obsessed with it. I absolutely love it. And if you get the chance to meet Jody at a meeting or something like that, you definitely should buy her coffee and, and have her tell you more of her story. <laughs> really beautiful. And I think you have such a unique perspective um, because of your story um, that really we could all really learn from. So um, oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for sharing a little bit about that. Um, one of the pieces that I think maybe is is kind of related to that um, is... I feel like what you just said is I had to really focus on, you know, what's most important. I can't do everything. Um, when you look back at your life and that just, just, this doesn't have to be just professionally. Um, but what is something that you just look at, look back at it and say, and I'm so proud of this. Like, this is something that, you know, I've, I've really done. I've really achieved. I've really accomplished. Um, that, that you feel just like, wow, like I, I didn't ever imagine myself getting here and here I am. Um, what's something that you're super proud of? Um, honestly, like I'm really grateful for the relationships I've had, have in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've worked hard for them. My husband and I got married very young and, um, thought we knew a lot. And I can just tell you, I didn't even know that I had to pay for electricity. Like that's, it's amazing. We didn't die. Uh, that I, you know, didn't starve to death or whatever. Um, but relationships have been a lot of work for me. Um, I, I think there's some components of like being a high green and always wanting to be in the future challenger enthusiast on the Enneagram. It's like, there's a lot coming at you if you hang out with Jody. So I think that, uh, my marriage, uh, we're total opposites and uh, not on the Colby, but on everything else upbringing. And I mean, tons of therapy. It's been relationships have been hard for me because of how I show up. Mm. And so I've had to learn a lot about how do you connect? How do you stay present when your mind's always in the future? And so I'm proud of that work because I've had to pour a lot of work into it. Uh, I love being like codependent. Um, for me, I want to just give my power to, to my spouse or to, to anybody that will take it. And so I've had to work a ton on taking ownership for my life and for my relationships. And so, I mean, it's, that's super vulnerable, but yeah. I've been blessed with parents that were breaking the cycles of abuse and alcoholism I, and, and demonstrated that for me in my teenage years and really set an example um, sorry, it's just, it's like what they've done with their life. I, there's no comparison to what, what I've been able to do. Um, meaning like they, they blow me away and I'm just trying to do half of what they've done. Um, but they've introduced me to like, there's better ways of living. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm really grateful for the tools that have been given to me and the time I've taken to like, try to utilize those, you know, I'm not, yeah great at it yet but i have a passion for like continually getting better so yeah it's just i'm proud of it because it's like right here all the time i'm like ah grow 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 there's always yeah. opportunities yeah i love that i mean I, I, I think that you just said something so important right which is that relationships are worth fighting for and they're hard right i think mm -hmm. oftentimes we get uh enamored with the idea of uh, novelty, right? And so whether that's, you know, uh, uh, a romantic relationship or a work relationship or whatever it is, right? It's just like, hey, is this new? Is this fun? Is this something, you know, whatever. But it's like, when you actually get down to it, it's like, hey, when you work through that novelty phase and that wears off and you're actually getting into the kind of intimacy phase of like, I know these people and they know me, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
that 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 can be really hard and it can be really vulnerable and it's so worth fighting for and i just absolutely yeah that's such a wonderful thing to be proud of at least in in my perspective so thank thanks you for i did that. when i was getting certified in enneagram i'm a seven so it's an enthusiast so you're always looking for a party and when i got cataplexing i'm paralyzed right i was trapped which for an enthusiast is like torture yeah. But as I did the work through this this awesome exercise that they put me through, it was like actually by having cataplexy, um, it it pushed me to ask for help, which created connection, which created freedom. And so every obstacle in front of us is just another opportunity for us to get deeper and and get to what we really want. It's not actually in our way; it's actually paving the way. And so. Like that, that kind of eye-opening stuff, the things I used to resist, I'm learning to lean into mm. um, and see them as gifts because it used to really frustrate me. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> you know, why can't this just be a party right now? Uh, right. So yeah, I, I appreciate that about um, just getting old. Yeah. I think it's just getting old <laughs> and being like, okay, I got to lean into these. So having the tools to lean into it and the people around me to help me lean into it has been like probably my greatest blessing. There you go. Well, I would say it's just becoming wise, not becoming old, because I've met tons of old people who are not necessarily wise, right? And so uh, there's That's a difference true. there. And I would say that you are doing a good job of reflecting on your experience and turning that experience into wisdom. So there you go. Well, thank you. Um, so we've talked about this with this. This is our idea has already come up, but I would love for you to make it concrete for our listeners. So let's talk about making dental care more human. And and I would love for you to think about this, both from your perspective of, hey, building Rev Tribes and and you know, helping other people, but then also having them take this back to their patients. What's one thing that you do routinely to make your work and your job um, more connected or rooted? Um, what, what's like a, an action, something maybe on your calendar, yeah. you know, whatever that's like, hey, this is something that I do specifically to ground myself in that relational reality that we've been talking about. Okay, so... I use, I have like a first aid kit. Uh, it's a glittery notebook. It's like, a, it's awesome. Right. And it has all these tools in it. And I could go off on about those, but I'll tell you one that's like really fast that I actually got from a speaking coach and it was for, it was for speaking, but I actually use it for all my interactions. Um, so my speaking coach told me, he's like, when you stand on stage to get out of your head and into your heart, you look at every single person and you say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And anytime I feel my ego coming up, and, and I start treating people like objects, which is like, you know, look up cause I'm very goal oriented. So like, right. Right. Um, <laughs> I pause and I just say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And now all of a sudden it's like, I'm just going to show up the best that I can, but I, it's cause I care about you. I'm not going to be thinking about myself and that exercise. Like when I look at my calendar and I have anxiety, like, Oh, I'm freaking out or I'm going to go meet this person. And what if I screw up, whatever, all that ego stuff. I just look at my calendar and I envision each person is like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And now when I show up, it's, it's a more anchored place of my intention so I can communicate that better. Um, and uh, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out how do I communicate my intentions and that exercise has helped me. Wow. That's really beautiful. And I think we can learn a lot. I, I can learn a lot from that. Um, so I think, I think we all can. So thank you for sharing. That's, that's a really great practical tip. Um, I think allows us to, to take, to take ourselves out of ourselves, uh, which mm -hmm. it seems to be a, a theme of this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, episode of kind of different here, which I love. Um, 
One last question here. Um, you've obviously you know, talked about some of the ways that which you've benefited from some medical care throughout the course of your life. And hey, like here's this medication that really helps, you know, change change the way that I think about this. Um, but obviously that involved, you know, working within the healthcare system. When when you think about yourself as a patient, what's one thing that a care team does for you that really helps, you know, build your trust when you're like, hey, I, I don't know if I trust you or not. Maybe I'm just meeting you. Maybe I've been here for a little bit, but I don't know how deep that relationship is. What's what's something that when you think of yourself as a patient, the care team does that helps you trust them more? Um, the biggest thing that I see is listening. Mm. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to listen. It's tough <laughs> to listen in and out of healthcare, right? But um, meeting people where they're at. And so when I, like my favorite, there's not a lot of cures for my diseases, very limited. Yeah. Um, and I've got this neurologist and, and he's quite a bit older and stuff. But the thing I loved about him is at every point he just sits and he just lets me be because he knows there's no cure. Yeah. So he just like lets me be, mm -hmm. you know, and like is interested. <laughs> and I think like, would I show up that way? I don't know. I'd be like, yeah, Jody, it's the same as it was a year ago. Good luck out there, you know. Um, but he just lets me be and he asks about my life and about, you know, what I'm going through. I don't know why I'm so Matt, you're just like a safe person or something. I don't know, you just make me cry. But I just like he just lets me be. And I think like, you know, how often do we just let people be in, in healthcare? And I mean, I remember in the call center when the moms would call and they'd be screaming. And they were my favorite ones to talk to because even though I didn't speak Spanish, like the English ones, right? I'd be like, transfer them to me if you can. And those few phone calls, like it was just, if you just let people be, it's amazing what it does for them Yeah. because you don't know what kind of relationships they have outside of that office. You don't know why do they feel safe, you know, communicating with you. Like that's a gift if somebody feels safe communicating with you. And so when I've, shown up and somebody's made it safe like that's I think that's a huge gift and if we can give that to other people I think you really change people's world in a meaningful way yeah. a meaningful way I just I can't tell you how many times I've seen that in healthcare where mm. the mom's yelling at you because she just got yelled at you know yeah. so she's just not safe to yell anywhere else except for maybe at you so just yeah. like to be and then <laughs> flip that into like empathy and just watch that melt away it's just amazing that's really beautiful um are you are you a, Be a beach boys fan at all we started off talking about the beatles and we'll talk about beach boys here for a yes, minute yes and i watched a documentary and it was amazing they're so yeah. good right i love it and you know that song on pet sounds don't talk put your head on my shoulder it's a really beautiful song that i think a lot of times as professionals we might think about as like oh my job is to be the one to like let the head you know let their head be on my shoulder like don't talk put your head on my shoulder like i will take care of you um but i think what you're saying here almost is that our job often as healthcare professionals can be to be the one who's not talking and just to kind of put our head on our shoulder, like the person's shoulder and to let them, you know, share, to let them open up, to let them talk. Um, I, I think it flips it for me a little bit in terms of what I see my job as sometimes and, and what that can do for that relationship. So uh, if that yeah. analogy helps anyone out there, um, yeah. like it's helped me, you know, maybe, maybe that's good. But uh, if not, you know, then you just got Beatles and the Beach Boys. And yeah, hey, like you're at least a little bit smarter than you were when you started. So that's awesome. I would say like maybe the principle, if we were to label it, would be like co-create the experience with the people around you. Mm. 
um and don't try to just dictate exactly what it should be like be there and be like we're together in this and and i know that you can't always do that but if there's a moment where you really need to do that because they need you to do that like pause and do that for like one that one person so i love it oh man we could we could have a whole episode about co-creation and maybe we will um Please. absolutely love it thank you for for sharing jody um so we want, you know, in the interest of keeping this in, in the, hey, like someone can listen to it in a community. I have a ton more questions for you, but we're going to just hit, say, hey, let of them course. get in touch with you. If they want to get in touch with you, if they want to find out more about Rev Tribes, what you're doing, how you're helping people build people. Uh, what's the middle one again? People vision systems. People but vision here's systems. the thing, superpowers. I will superpowers. do that for free. You take your Colby, I'll hang out with you all day long and I'll help you figure it out. Like I just, I love it. So awesome. that's what I can do for them. And so how do they get in touch with you if they want to if they want to find out more what's what's the best ways for yeah, them to, so to Jody, find out more? jodi at rev tribes uh, dot com um or you can go to uh, my linkedin and, and message me or facebook messenger like you just message me and i'll i'll hang out with you i absolutely love it we gotta we gotta finish with this because i just realized this too so we've talked about rev tribes but we haven't said the word right revolutionary tribes which is the full name right of of is it revolutionary tribes mm -hmm. right um, and to finish this, this, this podcast on more Beatles, right? You got John Lennon being, you know, you say you want a revolution. I am a terrible singer, but you know what? Hey, like, I hope all of you <laughs> listeners great. out there want a revolution after this and a revolution that is rooted and grounded and self-aware and self-forgetful in all the best ways, just like Jody has described to us today. Jody, thank you so much for taking the time to oh, chat with us. You. We are all better people for having been able to listen to you for 30 minutes. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Matt. And I love Have listening. Have a good day. Keep it up. Yeah, right. for sure. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.